0: Legacy. Good afternoon, Anthony, and welcome to the manager radio. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I am good. I am good. Happy New Year. Happy Black History Month. Oh, I'm say Black Future Month. Right.
1: <laughs> <Fact. laughs> Definitely Black, Black Future Black Month, 100%. History. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. So I met Anthony White on Clubhouse months ago, and he's doing some amazing things. So, first, talk about like how you got on Clubhouse and like you know, uh, what have, and what have you done on there that's like you know helps to change your life.
1: I got on Clubhouse honestly by one of my friends. Um, they actually they they know I love talking to people, so they was like I got the perfect app for you. I know you love to network, so I signed up for Clubhouse. And next thing you know, I started to meet tons of people, and I started to tell my story a little bit about a little bit of what I do. And next thing you know, it just everything literally took off from there. I got to be in touch with so many radio stations, so many celebrities, so many people I've seen even growing up on TV, and it was just like, wow, I didn't even know it was a platform like this. And I soon just started helping people with mental health and clients and just helping people with their internal self and even just help them attack their dreams step by step.
0: Yes, Definitely. So tell everybody, like, what is the main part of your story? What has led you to be a motivational speaker?
1: What led me to be a motivational speaker was uh, my mother had nine kids and raised none. She didn't make an attempt to raise any of them. I was born as a premature crack baby. Me, I'm the youngest of the nine kids. My mother had six baby daddies. And I come from one of the dangerous places I live in of the United States, East Cleveland, Ohio. And... You know, we grew up in poverty. Over 47% of kids grew up inside of poverty where I'm from. And it's tons of murders a day, tons of killings and tons of robberies and tons of things you see on a daily basis that not normally everybody does. And coming from a place like that and us not knowing the correct mental health and knowing that's one of the huge issues where I come from, and not just where I come from, in tons of other poverty places, even third world countries, that know the correct mental health in order to really, you know, be their true selves and be to where they be be their true selves and get to where they want to be, you know, inside of life. And I had to learn the correct steps in order for that to happen, but first I had to fix myself. And I used to skip school when I was in high school tons of times, and I used to sit down and watch Motivation Speakers. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Inky Johnsons, the Eric Thomas, the Les Browns, and I kept watching and watching, and it was almost like they believed in me more than I believed in myself. And people kept telling me my whole entire life, I always had a powerful story, I always had a powerful story, but I didn't really know how to use it, but I always knew I impacted people whenever I came in contact with them. So I decided to go public with it and started to help people. And that right there literally how I became a motivational speaker. But the first step to that was writing my book. I wrote, a, I literally wrote a whole entire series about my life, and I'm working on my third book right now. And that's how everything started. Once I figured out somebody changed my life just because they believed inside of me, but not believing in myself, I knew I could do the same thing for other people.
0: To one of the things that helped you to change your life, besides, you know, obviously, you know, listen to motivational speakers. What was that moment when you knew that, like, this is not for me? I have to get out.
1: I was inside of my sister's basement, and it had to be at the end of 2020. I was in my sister's basement, and I decided to be one of the most depressed I've ever been, especially trying to become a man and try to become into who I really wanted to be, but not knowing who that person was. And I was at the lowest point inside of life. I didn't know what to do. I didn't come upstairs for three months. And I was just tired of myself. I was tired of the positions I kept putting myself in. And once I got tired of myself, that's when the whole switch came. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Like, I have to do something to not just help me, but also to help other people. And once I realized, I had to realize what I was good at. And once I looked at my like everything I was good at, I realized that I loved talking to people. Like, with the talking to people, I loved helping people because... I gained knowledge at a very young age, and whenever I came in contact with somebody, it doesn't matter if I met you for five minutes, ten minutes, you're going to remember me. And once I realized that was one thing that I was born with and what I was good at, that was a huge talent that I had, then I knew I had to imply that into my day-to-day life. So once I got tired of myself and learned my talents and what I was good at and how it can be very, very forceful to the world and everybody around me, that's when I knew the change had to be started.
0: That's a, that's a, that's a top. What would you say has been one of your most memorable experiences when doing a speaking gig? Say it again. What has been one of your most memorable experiences when you were doing a speaking
1: gig? One of the most memorable experiences, honestly, I would have to say it was on a Michael Coyier morning show. Um, I was just actually just on there again yesterday morning. And I remember after I got done with my speech with Michael Coyier, he was like, it was so funny because I watched Michael Coyier on TV growing up all the time 24-7 and watching him inside of, you know, um, House Party and then The Princess and the Frog and tons of other movies and the Poetic Justice. And he was like, I predict you're going to be one of the best speakers of all time. Because I thought I was only the age of 22 years old. And he was like, there's no way you're only 22. And he just believed in me so much. And me and him still talk. We're actually very good friends. And next thing you know, it was just him believing in me, knowing that what I already know within myself, that even somebody I looked up to on TV growing up believes in me the same exact love and the same exact uh, hope and belief. And even that he knows that I have the courage, it was just like, wow, you really know I can do this. Like that right there was a very heartwarming moment for me, especially with somebody I looked up to growing up.
0: Definitely. And Motivation Speaker, Anthony White, is my guest here on the night is your radio. So when it came to writing your first book, what was the first step that you took? Because people say they didn't want to write a book all day long. What was the first step that you took in order to get that process started?
1: I was homeless. I was homeless for two years. And while I was homeless for those two years, I started to write my book. I didn't If it wasn't. Or you know, a lot of people have negative ways to let things out. I didn't know a positive way to push it out, so I wrote it out. And the second I started writing, I automatically seemed that like a wake, I lifted off of my shoulders, as if I was talking to somebody. And as I started writing and kept writing and kept writing, it made me feel better. But yet, I knew I had to do something with it. So as that process of me, when I got done being homeless and I was inside of my sister's basement for three months, when that's what started the whole entire process, and I just kept writing along with. I had to remember, like, um, I moved to Boston, I moved to Boston at, uh, at a certain age, and I had to remember the reason why I moved to Boston internally, not, like, the entire reason, but internally, and it was, like, to become a better person. And I had to realize just by me coming back to Cleveland, that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm still in a negative state. I'm still just like everybody else around me. I'm No, I'm no longer a product of my environment, and that's one thing I had to realize even with the whole starting point of writing my book because I was back home. I was back inside of poverty, and it was like, Wow. Like now I'm all the way back here, and I just had to remember on why I left and what kept me afloat while I was out of here. So once I remember all of that, you have to use that as motivation. All the negative thoughts, you have to somehow flip that and switch it and make it yours because if you don't, it will eat you alive.
0: What advice do you have for someone that is, like, let's say, 12 years old in the same predicament that you were in?
1: Same predicament I was in? I would honestly tell them, think smart, especially because at age 12 years old, I was doing stupid things. Like, I was a part of my environment. I was breaking inside of homes. Um, I was doing stupid things, with, like, literally inside of the streets. And as I, was, I was literally living a, uh, survival, a survival life, and I was living all of a survival instinct. So I would just tell that young person who was 12 years old, you don't have to be like their environment. You don't have to be like the people around you. You can literally separate yourself to become better. You don't don't have to become better at a certain age. You don't have to be a certain age to become better. As long as you know who you are internally as a person, follow that. Don't follow everybody else that you see in front of you. Stay you. And as long as you get to know who internally you are, it's the only thing that matters.
0: Definitely. I love it. I think it's so important to speak life into these kids. I think a lot of people kind of forget that kids aren't just to be seen and not heard. And I think that's the biggest misconception that we have, even to this day. You know, yes, they have platforms that are allowing them to to be creative and speak out now. But how long does that take for people to actually pay attention right. to them? Before TikTok, nobody, does. you know, before YouTube, you know, they they weren't. Like, let's be very clear. Right. Back in the day, when, you know, when before the internet got as popular as it was, they like, adults were not listening to children, and they would be saying very important things. It's like, oh, they're just kids; they don't know anything. Now they have to listen because it's gone viral. It should have had to go viral for you to actually pay attention to, to what this kid was saying was trying to cry out before something tragic happened. Right. And I, and I will say this every single time. Before something tragic happens with a child, there was a sign that was ignored by a parent, a family member, and a teacher. Right. Children are always giving you signs. I say it constantly. If when you ask your child, how was your day at school, and they say the word fine, do not, I repeat, do not accept that answer. That means something is wrong, dig deeper. Push them, because if you do not, you're going to regret it later. Kids tell you Something's wrong by the way that they speak when they're giving one one answers when they're not looking at you when they're you know when when they don't want to go to school there are reasons for these things it's not this that they're lazy there's something that's going on and they're afraid to tell you please parents I beg you make sure that you have an environment where your child is comfortable enough to tell you what is going on because these schools are. Not easy by any means. People are like, oh, you're a kid. What problems do you have? Seriously, think about it. Right. Is <laughs> there's an issue with bullying? It's worse now because not only do you have a situation where you have it at school now, somebody can can bother you and torture you, or whatever, and you have to deal with it in school, out of school, when you're online doing your homework because you can't just cut off your internet because you got to do your homework online. So you get right. emails, text messages, all this stuff that could potentially harm a child. As much as it helps, it can harm as well. That's why it's important to monitor your kid's social media so you know what your kids are doing, whether they're being bullied or the ones that are bullying and -hmm. think it's cute because the other one else is doing it. No, it's not cute and it can seriously harm someone. That's why it's important to speak life into people That's why Anthony is where he is, because he speaks life into people. And when you speak life into people, that's when you can change lives. When you give back, that's when you can see and edify others in their glory and give them that light that they did not have and just be... (laughs) That light for them that I thought was never possible. Anthony White, author and motivational speaker, is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. What's the one thing, if you could change one thing in your life when you were a kid, what would it have
1: been? You know, if I was younger, I'll let you know, I probably would have changed something. I probably would have, but now that I realize that growing up, everything happens for a reason, I honestly would change nothing. I wouldn't change anything growing up. I wouldn't change anything in school. I wouldn't even change my mother not raising me. I wouldn't change my father not raising me because I always said that my parents raised me even though they didn't. Because if if I literally lived with them, my situation probably wouldn't have turned out the way it did. I probably wouldn't be a motivational speaker. I'd probably be still stuck inside of poverty. You know what I mean? So... Once I realized that and I processed that, as I got older and I stopped questioning, why did this happen? Or, why me? Like, come on, can we just go back and reverse this? You know, I, I let you not now. And I just don't even want to because now I just see everything has its own plan. God has its own plan. The universe has its own plan. And as long as I keep having my own plan, it's all that matters. Absolutely.
0: It's very important to have your own plan and you are building out your plan to change not only your life, but lives around the world. Go ahead and go where they can find you, book you, all that fun stuff.
1: You guys can find me on Instagram at leading underscore guru. You can call my phone for booking at 216-415-1320. The number again is 216-415-1320. You can also find me, if you want, on YouTube at Anthony White Motivational Speaker. You can find my book also on lulu.com. So it'll going to be on Amazon and everywhere else. And I have one second, seven days. And you can also find me on Twitter at speaker underscore white. And if you just want to find me, you can just look up on Google, Anthony White Motivational Speaker, and everything will pop up right there.
0: Next Legacy.